If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Here's a case where the Supreme Court is doing a decision that is going to fly in the face of at least what polls tell us is a majority of Americans, maybe 60 to 70 percent. And if you look at human history and American history, that tends to, to push a society into civil war, or at least towards civil war, if it's something that's uh, as basic as this. Uh, I don't know. That's someone over at NBC just flapping their gums. Civil war based on abortion. Well, I... I suppose if there is an issue, which is the recognition of humanity. Last time we were hearing the recognition of humanity, or lack thereof, for Africans, for blacks, for slaves, some of them, because not all of them were slaves. Yeah, last time we were hearing on the lack of recognition of the humanity of an individual. Yeah, it kind of moved us in that direction. I might be honest on but yeah, we're far, far from any civil war and secession and federal government, you know, clutching its iron fist and coming down on any states wanting to run from the union. Welcome to the Dana Show, amigo. It's a Tuesday edition of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and we're broadcasting again, broadcasting her program from what I refer to as the Southern Command for the Dana Show right here on the border of Texas, right here on the front lines of the number one problem in our nation has not gone away. We've gone from presidency to presidency, administration, more than a generation. And Congress sitting on their lazy butts and absolutely doing nothing when it comes to immigration law, ironing out immigration law for the benefit of legal immigration, for the benefit of legal migration to come and work and go back to country of origin with lots of dollars in their pockets, paying their taxes, you know, because American industry wants the cheap labor worker programs. There's just so many things that need to be fleshed out. Uh, on this day, sadly, the top story is more death. Every day there's death on the border. Every day, and you don't hear about it. Just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean the problem has gone away. Number one problem in our nation, illegal immigration. Border policy that's been broken for more than a generation. and going about a generation and a half now. Take it all the way back to the 1960s. You got, now, there's conflicting reports, and depending on when you hear the program, 
later in the day. You should hear it live. If you're not listening to it live, tell your program director at the talk radio station, hey, you need to pick up the Dana Show because they're picking up live as you know, play by play is what's going on. I appreciate all the affiliates. Thank you so much for carrying the Dana Show. We appreciate the opportunity to share the day's news and have this conversation. Last report I saw was 49. And this was from a health system up in San Antonio, up in Central Texas. Central Texas, the focus. San Antonio, the focus. You get a, a tractor trailer. People left inside to, to, bake like, to bake like chickens for Lord knows how many hours. In the hot, in the hot South Texas sun. It's, it's awful. South Texas heat. Texas heat. Oof, it's, it's awful right now. Triple digits all over the place. All over the state of Texas. Triple digits. And of course, inside a vehicle with no air conditioner. These poor folks. 50 was the number that I heard earlier, and that number came from Mexico City, which, by the way, man, I was getting ready to launch again because the White House, specifically Joe Biden, just, just barely opened up his gums to say something. Somebody told him, uh, Mr. President, probably somebody told him, Mr. President, you need to say something about all this death. I think, what did Joe Biden call it? A horrific situation in San Antonio. He's out in, you know, with the G7. He's out with, you know, same NATO amigos. He's tackling problems of the world, tackling the problems overseas, investment overseas, problems overseas, not focusing on America, not focusing on, frankly, the problem that he created, which is this open border mentality, open border mindset, this magnet that he's created at the border for illegal immigration. As a result, you got now probably... 49 to 50 people, maybe even more, because there's more people in the hospital, really, really sick right now after being abandoned inside a hot tractor trailer, abandoned up in San Antonio. It could be 49, 50 dead, maybe even more, because we got people in ICU right now. It was the Mexican Secretary of Foreign Affairs. One other report I saw had AMLO, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, AMLO, the Mexican president. Having He was the one updating the numbers to American media. We had the Associated Press and all the major networks crediting Mexico City for updates on all this death because of you know, the Biden border mess, the, the mess that he created. It was all sewn up before this genius showed up and decided to do a 180 on border security policies from Donald Trump. We're looking, you know, just round out the numbers, 50 dead. A few moments back, it was the Mexican Secretary of Foreign Affairs secretary. He was parsing the numbers, working with Homeland Security in our country. 22 people from Mexico are dead. Some of the people that got injured got sick as a result. Some of them were kids. Had some folks from Guatemala, some folks from Honduras. It's the magnet. Why were they in a truck? Why were they in an un ventilated, no AC, tractor trailer. Who put them in there? More than likely, like the way it works on the border, in case you don't pay attention. I don't, I don't blame you guys in the nation's midsection, up northeast, out in Florida, you guys don't, out in California, wherever you listen to the Dana Show. It's far, far away from me. For me, it's a reality. For me, it's a daily reality. For me, I got neighbors who work for Border Patrol. I got friends who work for Border Patrol. I got folks who... You know, friends and extended family working for Department of Homeland Security. And for them, every single day, illegal immigration is a sad reality. Every single day, 
They got their hands tied. They're processing illegal immigrants that they caught, releasing them into the nation because all these folks, they were massaged by the cartels, by the coyotes, the coyotes, the human smugglers. I'm not talking about actual coyotes like some of these dumb Democrat politicians. Oh, coyotes? When coyotes get involved in human smuggling? No, these people lie to these illegal immigrants. These migrants, they're migrants south of, they're illegal immigrants when they cross the border illegally around here to game the system seeking asylum. On this day that we got about 50 people dead. Crickets. Earlier this morning, overnight crickets. This morning, crickets. Nothing. And it's not like Joe Biden's been asleep. That dude's been up all night long. You know, from my perspective, he's overseas. Well, we were all asleep, and you guys didn't hear anything about this until this morning. Some of y'all listen to the morning news or whatever network feeds your particular news radio talk radio station, whichever market you're in. Finally, when you woke up this morning, 6, 7, 8 o'clock, you're driving to work. Finally, you hear all these dead people inside a, a tractor trailer. Just awful news. Even then this morning, 6, 7, 8, 9 o'clock this morning, 10 o'clock this morning, crickets from the White House, from Joe Biden, taking care of. Other people's stuff. America last overseas, talking about all sorts of other crap, Ukraine, whatever. Not focusing on the border mess that he made. It was just barely this hour, noon Eastern, at 11 o'clock Central. I finally heard a comment from the White House. Horrific tragedy, horrific death. And Joe Biden, this belongs to you, sir. I had a conversation with. A friend of many years here in South Texas, who was one of the leaders at Border Patrol, on the front lines of Border Patrol, representing Border Patrol agents, Chris Covenant. I want you to stick around with the conversation. It's coming up later in the show. You know, all we, all we can do, unfortunately, frustratingly, just kind of look at each other, point a finger of blame properly, point the finger of blame back at Joe Biden, who reversed all the Donald Trump policies that discourage this illegal behavior to a, a large extent. 80, 90% of the mess that we see right now in illegal immigration on the border we didn't have under Donald Trump. He worked with Mexico City. Speaking of Mexico City, speaking of the Mexican government, the Mexican government, AMLO, the leftist nationalist president of Mexico City, he and his people Work with Donald Trump after Donald Trump made some, you know, trade threats and tariff threats. Yeah, Mexico City. Oh, oh that's right. Okay, we're going to work with you. Return to Mexico program. Remain in Mexico program. You know that issue, the Remain in Mexico program under Donald Trump? Anybody showing up to our border and trying to cross illegally, trying to claim asylum, seeking refuge in this country? Okay, you wish to declare asylum? Go back to Mexico. Stand in line. Wait your turn. Joe Biden shows up. First day, 180 and all that. Stop all that. Stop deportation, said Joe Biden. First day. Immediately sent a signal to Central America, South America, come this way. You'll be able to cross illegally. You'll be able to stay. And the criminal individual, outside of the criminal behavior of Joe Biden not enforcing American border law, the criminals just south of the border, the cartels, these maggots, these coyotes south of the border, hand over fist, cash, hand over fist. Every single head represents 
an X amount of cha-ching, cha-ching, money, thousands of dollars per head to cross the border illegally. And of the very few people they get caught by Border Patrol and actually are returned to the country of origin in order to circumvent that and guarantee entry past the Border Patrol checkpoints, past Border Patrol patrols. They'll pay some of these folks will pay or become indentured servants, slaves, to criminal organizations working up in Houston, up in Dallas, up in Chicago, up in New York, some kitchen somewhere, some food processing place somewhere, some massage sex outfit somewhere, paying off their debt for thousands of dollars for Lord knows how many years, women, children. They'll pay the cartels or indebt themselves to cartels or have forced their family to pay the cartels to get into a tractor-trailer rig like the one we just saw in San Antonio. That one, AC, wasn't working they took their money, they're dead. And very few people are still alive. This is Joe Biden creating this mess. He encouraged this mess. His border policies that reversed everything that Donald Trump put, tried to put on the border to control illegal immigration, to discourage illegal immigration. It is Joe Biden's fault. And only political opportunists, idiots like Lulac, that loyal organization, Latino loyal organization, does everything, seems like everything that they do is, is hating on this country, hating on the very liberties, prosperity, and opportunity that they enjoy in this country. Oh, these Lulac idiots. Some, some mouthpiece out Lulac blaming Governor Greg Abbott in Texas <laughs> because of all these extra patrols, DPS and Fish and Wildlife, Texas agencies, Texas authorities on the border, Scaring these migrants and seeking more dangerous. It's not Governor Abbott. It's not DPS. It's not Border Patrol. It's the cartels that are telling these people, like cattle, where to cross. Putting bracelets on them after they pay their quota to cross at a certain point. To go to a certain stash house where they will be hungry and get sick at a certain stash house. And then eventually get boarded on some 18-wheeler, some, some tractor-trader rig on a daily basis. This is daily. This is every single day. This is a reality for us on the border. It hasn't gone away, amigo. We got people across the southwest border, five, 7,000 people crossing the border illegally. When, when did you hear about that on the dinosaur networks? When did they passionately start debating this mess that Joe Biden created on the leftist communist, uh, the, these ignorant idiots over at the VU, the VU program, national talk show, leftist, anti-American talk show, the VU. They never talk about serious issues. Not talking about salient issues, relevant issues, daily issues. Once you hear it on, on national news, it, it only hits the radar when you got very sad news like this. It hasn't gone away, amigo. It's still here. So I got Chris coming up on the program. Got a lot more. It's We had um, my Prime Minister Macron oh, 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 telling Joe Biden the way it is. Hey, Vato, you need to start pumping some oil because UAE and and the Saudis, they're, they're tapped out, man. It's the U.S. that needs to do something. Don't expect Joe Biden to do anything about that. Some of the conversations coming up related to, yes, oil exploration and jobs. There's a silver lining to all this 
high oil price and gasoline price jobs. And I had a friend uh, come in and tell me about some of the jobs available uh, to everyone right now. Also, where to put your money in this in this deflated market that we have. This is the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting today's program from the front lines of real news, the Texas-Mexico border, deep south Texas, studios of KURV. You want to say hi? Uh, use the Twitter, say, at Sergio Talk. Happy Tuesday. It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Important news on the medical front in the fight against lupus. Lupus nephritis. It's a, it's a kidney condition. It's a disease. It weakens the body's immune system. It attacks healthy cells. Well, the developers of a drug to treat a specific type of lupus, they're reporting good results from California, Kazar Life Sciences is the name of the company. It took 24 weeks to get some real good results, they said. The man whose company is behind such brands like Ray-Ban Oakley has passed away. Leonardo Del Vecchio, Italian, passed away at age 87. From South Texas, I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're, you're listening to The Dana Show. Free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. The chance for nuclear war increases every day that the war in Ukraine continues. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, national security expert Brandon Weikert and I also discuss how China is weaker than Russia in one key area, why Taiwan's defenses are dangerously weak, and how Joe Biden wants to make the same mistake with Iran that we did with China. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. 
Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. I think that uh, reports of the death of democracy in the United States are grossly, grossly exaggerated. Uh, America is a shining city on a hill. And for me, for my, and it will continue to be so. Yeah, well, come on over, boardies. Heck, everybody else seems to be every single day by the thousands. Uh, that's a little bit of audio. I made reference to that yesterday towards the end of the uh, the program. That's uh, Bordis Johnson, Prime Minister. Yeah, it was uh, Jake the Snake Tapper who was egging him on over at CNN, trying to get him to say you know some trash, talk bad about the U.S. No, uh-uh. Um, yeah, democracy just fine. Shining city of the hill. Thank you, Boris. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show, hour one of the program for a Tuesday. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana Lash, Dana resting up. Lord willing, she'll be back with us tomorrow and, uh, and get back in the driver's seat and take care of the daily news. And we got, uh, man, we got a stack of news for today. Oh, you want to say hi? Uh, send a question or observation, whatever. It's all good. Good and bad, it's all good. Just It's, it's, some, it's America. Here we can speak freely. We don't have to worry about some goon waiting for us in the lobby to take us away because of wrong thinking or or wrong thoughts or some fact checker that's going to put us in jail somewhere. And that's what they want, right? On Facebook, on Twitter, all these fact checkers, all these people that cancel you out for posting something, for saying something like that. That's what they want. See, what they're doing on Facebook and Twitter and canceling you out and sticking you in jail and booting you, whatever it is that you write or any comment that you post. Man, if these leftists, if these statists, these power-hungry ninnies, if they had, if they truly had the power, they would do to you in real life what they do in Facebook jail or in, in Twitter jail or, you know, they kick you off or or flag something because you go against community standards. Man, they would do, in real life, they would really stick in jail. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. We're just talking here. At Sergio Talk is the uh, address on Twitter. Some of America's biggest pharmacy chains, you know, the, the big boxes, Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid. Uh, they're in the news because it seems that we have a run on Plan B, morning after pills, much like toilet paper. Uh, some, as soon as Roe v. Wade was flushed down the toilet, uh, there was reportedly some run on Plan B, uh, morning after contraceptive pills. So Walmart, CVS, and Rite Aid are putting purchase limits. Uh, just curious, did y'all see a, just maybe a sidebar mention or a follow-up compliment to this story. Is there, is there a same uh, limit being placed on condoms at those stores? Just just wondering. They're placing a limit on that. Let's see. The pills, the morning after pills, uh, uh, short supply after the Roe v. Wade ruling. Let's see. To ensure consistent supply, no run on these pills. Uh, CVS limiting the purchase to three. And Walmart is... Uh, Walmart limiting sales this week to four or six of the morning after pills. After all, it takes two to tango. Just wondering, you know, got to use protection, right? Takes two to tango. Well, all y'all women doing this, this hookup stuff with all these these fools who yet have yet to grow up and become real men. Why are you going out with these idiots? They expect you to put out. 
There's no run on, on condoms. There's no run on protection on their side. No, we, at least I can hope and pray that as a result of this reckoning in our country right now when it comes to life, the separate timeline, the separate lifeline of a separate individual that is now respected to a large degree in dozens of states across our country. I'm hoping that maybe, maybe some of these folks will wake up and be a bit more responsible. Let's see. Interesting note I noticed uh, from Arizona. University of Arizona going to offer free tuition to Native American undergraduates starting this fall. I know where your mind is going. If you're like me, what's the first question popped into your head? To what genealogical degree Native American uh, are we talking about? Just curious. Is it, uh, you know, a hundred percent? You let's say you live in a, a, you know special area like a tribe, tribal area. Let's say a, a nation, a, a Native American nation, tribal area. You come from there. You can show that a hundred percent of your blood is is a specific type of Native American tribe, a tribal region. Right? Is a a hundred percent, or or is the University of Arizona also going to provide, uh, let's say, uh, you pay, let's say, your three-fourths Native American, and you only you know only need to pay seventy-five percent of your tuition, or you know fifty-fifty, only fifty percent of your tuition, depending. Is is that is it based on that descending scale, or can anyone, including like Focahontas, like what was her? What, she had like one drop of Native American blood for every 1,024 drops of, of blood in her body. One, one, 1,024. So anybody can claim and get the free tuition? Well, I don't know. I just, I just thought I'd mention it because I, I found it in- interesting from the University of, of Arizona. On the energy side, President Biden is overseas with the G7 and the NATO amigos and one friend, specifically Emmanuel Macron from France, the prime minister, putting his arm over the shoulder of Joe Biden in, in an embarrassing revelation. The French obviously have a better handle on economic reality than Joe Biden. Of course, we know that. Emmanuel Macron in the news today decided to tell Joe Biden in so many words, dude, you got to drill, baby. You got to drill, baby, drill. The, the insane energy policies that Joe Biden has you know, committed economic suicide, has, has pushed our country towards economic suicide, towards a recession, towards hyperinflation, double-digit inflation. First thing we've seen in a generation around here, it's, it's all based on insane energy policies, insane energy ideas. We have the energy in, in this country. We need to be tapping into it. And the French president, Emmanuel Macron, telling Joe Biden, hey, uh, the Arab nations, they're tapped out. The United Arab Emirates, the Saudis, they can't produce much more, Mr. President. Macron trying to make a direct appeal to Joe Biden to, you know, produce more, allow America to produce more. Don't hold your breath. 
Mr. Macron. Uh, they'll, they'll be looking for new leadership in, in France here pretty soon. Speaking of energy and, and oil, I'll share with you a conversation I had with um, a longtime friend in the energy patch, Ray R.T. Trevino from North Texas with Pecos Energy. The news is not all bad when it comes to energy. Yes, I know gasoline prices over four bucks everywhere, five bucks somewhere. California, you guys are at seven bucks and change. Yeah, I know the price of gas is awful. Refinery capacity at max right now. Oil prices through the roof. But we're still producing energy in this country. And there are jobs available. Here's my conversation with Ray R.T. Trevino. Oil patch updates. Ray R.T. Trevino, my guest. How you doing, Ray? Doing well, Sergio. How are you? Well, a little lighter in the pockets these days, pal, thanks to gas prices. And I just came back from vacation. And, man, it was expensive way out there. $5 plus and many gas pumps all across the south headed to florida as well what can you tell me as far as the trends because of late they've been saying a lot well oh, gas prices down again a penny gas prices down again two pennies everybody talking about gas prices being down what are you talking about it's almost like it's still five dollars almost five dollars a gallon so what's the latest uh, on this trend downward what's going on you know right now uh, the trend downward has a lot to do actually with china and them uh uh kind of uh, reopening china a little bit and uh, after all their shutdowns again uh and that's why we're seeing the price where it is at the moment we'll see what happens in the future but that's really the main reason why the price has dropped right now saudi arabia and china have come to a good agreement uh between the two of them for the future and that's uh that's good for them but it kind of makes me a little le- leery if you know what i mean ray is it true that in eagleford for example just eager for West Texas and, you know, going to Mexico and West Texas. Is that patch of, of gas and natural gas and petrol out there, is that deep enough, wide enough, big enough to make, let's say, for example, Texas energy independent, our country energy independent for about 200 years, something like that? You know what? I do know that uh, we could definitely be energy independent, uh, certainly with the oil that we have here in America for probably that long. Um, I'm not, uh, I do know that for a fact. And, you know, the Permian Basin out there in West Texas, uh, and heck, Texas alone, I mean, we have some of the largest reserves, you know, uh, around uh, next to uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, Alaska. You know, I, I think we're actually uh, the top producer right now in the United States, if I'm correct. Or we're, or we're fighting with Alaska for that, one of the two. What can you tell me as far as jobs, either in logistics, transport, or in actually digging up some of this petrol right now. What do you hear from the front lines? Sir, yeah, no, Sergio, we are still looking. I mean, uh, uh, there are still many jobs out there that have not been taken. Uh, you know, we, we're getting delayed on projects, not not only because of supplies, but because of drivers getting the supplies to us. And uh, so, you know, we get, we're getting the uh, reasoning of, hey, our, our drivers aren't, aren't available until next week to get out there. Uh, they just do not have the drivers that are needed right now. I know out in West Texas, they're still hiring pumpers and uh, hands all over the place. They, they still have help wanted tons all over out there in West Texas. How much money might you make uh, at, at either of these two professions right now in the oil patch? Oh, yeah, no, I'm hearing great stories about uh, some of these uh, uh, first-time drivers, you know, starting out at 80, 85,000 and, uh, uh, you know, some of these uh, pumpers and hands and first-time hands are, 
are making, you know, on, on a good month between eight and twelve thousand dollars a month Man. right now. I, I don't know why. Uh, well, it's the uncertainty in what's happened in the past that this young generation. I actually had a George P. Bush on my show called The Crude Truth a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there is no young generation that's really out in the oil and gas industry anymore. The young crew, uh, the young ones are 32 years old now. And um, it's just, just a shame that, that we're not getting those, those uh, uh, you know, that next generation to come out to the oil and gas industry right now. Whether you're driving or you're pumping in West Texas at the oil patch, if you seek that employment, you should be prepared to be away from family for what, like a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, and then you come back for a week. It's it's shift, right? It's and you go work in areas where there's hardly anything out there, right? Yes, that's correct. I've got a. Uh, in fact, um, you know, we are a family-owned and operated company. Uh, uh, by uh, you know, I, I say that about Pecos Country Operating. However, my youngest brother got a opportunity he couldn't turn down, and he's out there right now, and. Uh, He's uh he's basically about uh four weeks on one week off, and uh, they're getting more and more technology tech, technology savvy, and uh, you know trying to trying to make things more efficient. And with his uh, uh background in engineering, they they uh, they they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And uh, so he's out there in West Texas, and, and some of the places he's at are pretty desolate. But you know what? It it makes strong men. I'll tell you that much. Housing, food, all that stuff. Would that be all that included? Yes, yeah. no, Sergio. All that is is included in a lot of these things, and uh, uh, I know that even some of the individuals, Sergio, they may have like a, a per diem if you have your own travel trailer. So that means you could even get paid uh, an additional fifty to hundred dollars a day just by providing your own uh, living quarters. Oh, I see. Because you take that off the the driller, the company, right? They they don't have to pay. They don't have to find that for you. They they just give you. The, correct. Uh, the the right. Yes, that's correct. All right, pal. No, it's still a good place to be, Sergio. I will say that. I know the prices are high. Um, you know, we need this president to, to, to back us up. You know, he has, he has fought it since day one, um, and uh, that's going to be the best way for us to really get these prices down low. Let him allow us mm-hmm. to get out there and drill. Energy. Yeah. Thank you, Ray. You be safe out there. Ray R.T. Trevino from Pecos Country Energy. To this day, and in fact, there was, um, I think, a little bit of audio from overseas at G7. And Joe Biden's still blaming Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, he's, you know, he's he's the one responsible for high gasoline prices, high oil prices. Vladimir Putin, he's responsible for mm, Roe v. Wade uh, going away. I mean, he's responsible for everything. That's uh, Joe Biden out there uh, lying in, uh, over at the G7. Uh, a little bit of window dressing from the Biden administration on federal land available some acreage for extraction of the precious natural resource that we own, that we have to lower the price of gasoline. The Biden administration holding some lease sales this week, oil and gas drilling, public land. Colorado, Montana, New Mexico, North Dakota, Utah, Wyoming. It's uh, several thousands um, acres, but... It's only window dressing. It's not enough. And, and after anybody actually bids and gets gets these, they still have to overcome numerous hurdles on the way to actually start extraction. And the capital still sitting on the sidelines. Thank you for joining us on The Dana Show. Reporting to you from South Texas at the Southern Command for The Dana Show, I'm Sergio Sanchez.
The Dana Show. From South Texas, I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana Lash. Dana should be back with us tomorrow. Uh, fresh, ready to go after a, a nice vacation. I, I appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, if you want to say hi, you got to use the Twitter thing. I've been using that a bit more of late. At Sergio Talk. Uh, let me close this hour with a little little nerd news. I, I love this stuff. Since we, we've got we've got a, a spaceport here in South Texas. We got Elon Musk is our neighbor here in, in Brownsville, right at the beach. I always keep up with NASA stuff. And growing up in Southeast in Houston. As, as a boy, you know, I love NASA. Clear Lake, I'm always visited there. A rocket launched New Zealand today carrying a microwave oven size satellite. Going to be in lunar orbit. The next step for NASA's return to, to the moon is called the Capstone spacecraft. And it's going to test out the orbital path ahead of NASA's moon orbiting outpost. That's right, a, a space station outpost on the moon for, called Gateway. Cool. Stick around from South Texas, Southern Command of the Dana Show. Thanks for joining us today. This is a very real issue, and um, we have to do something about it. And it's one of our highest priorities as an administration. So there is the piece that is about gas and bringing down the cost of gas, which in large part has exploded because of Putin's war in Ukraine. The president is in Europe right now talking, as he has been, to bring our allies and partners together. Yeah, it's uh, Kamala Harris. She's the border czar, by the way, commenting on, you know, the reason you and I and everybody else were paying so much for gasoline these days. It's uh, Vladimir Putin, his war on Ukraine. That's that's the winning message where they're sticking to it. Uh, The Biden administration is the reason everybody's paying so much. Hey, welcome to Hour 2 of the Dana Show, reporting to you from her Southern Command, right here on the front lines of real news. Man, I got some of these headlines that link all the way back to deep South Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi? It's on the Twitter thing, at Sergio Talk. And let's get right to the news of the day. Uh, Finally, after, gee, all night long being up, you think somebody would have told Joe Biden, you need to say something about Man, almost, you know, back then it was like 44, 45. It's 50 people dead now at that tractor trailer abandoned in central Texas in San Antonio. Made it past the Border Patrol checkpoint. They got several individuals in custody. President Biden finally took all night long, I guess right before he went to bed right now, because he's on the other side of the world. He says the there's all this death up in central Texas in San Antonio. Horrifying and heartbreaking, his words. As all these people were found dead in a tractor trailer, these illegal immigrants in that tractor trailer in central Texas, up in San Antonio. Biden released a statement. Probably somebody prepared it for him because he was too busy fixing the world's problems except America's problems right now. He said, his administration is doing everything possible to, quote, stop human smugglers and traffickers from taking advantage of people who are seeking to enter the U.S. between ports of entry. Liar. Liar. Man, if they had the whole thing pants on fire, that dude be ashes. Long time ago. Man, I hate it when, when politicians, they say, we're doing everything possible. You know they're lying. 
As soon as they say, we're doing everything possible, that, 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 that. No, you're not. You never are. Some of these politicians are not going to rest until we have a solution. Not going to sleep until... Probably explains why so many Americans are disenchanted with, with politics and politicians. Because seems like nothing, nothing but lies. The audacity of Joe Biden doing everything possible, he says, to stop human smugglers and traffickers, the coyotes, the cartels. I'm putting those words in and taking advantage of all these people. And see, he right there is defining, maybe he made a mistake, uh, but defining the problem. It's the cartels. It's the smugglers. Those are the individuals making money hand over fist. If he, if he truly wanted to do something to fix this problem, put back the Return to Mexico program that he fought, that he got rid of. Return to Mexico. Anybody seeking asylum when they cross the border, they come to the United States. Anybody seeking asylum, return to Mexico. Stand in line. You need to cross the border at a port of entry. The bridges or the ports of entry. The airports and the bridges or the ports of entry. You're an American citizen. You and I as an American citizen, we, we swim the river or we cross the border illegally to enter the country from Mexico or Canada. That's a violation. We just re-entered the United States at a non-designated re-entry point. That's a misdemeanor. You do it again, that's a felony. That was the law that President Trump was trying to implement, was trying to enforce on the border. Oh, nobody's separating children, ripping little children from the arms of these men. Those parents had to cross the border illegally, had to be sent to federal court in order to ring that bell. They crossed the border illegally. Let's get you some you know, identification from you. Let's get a fingerprint. Let's chronicle the crime that you just committed. Illegal entry. Okay, you want asylum? Okay, let's process you. And even back then, they give them paperwork and enter the country illegally. Return to Mexico. President, President Trump worked with Mexico City with their president to return to the first country that could hear an asylum request, Mexico. Send them back to Mexico. Right now, that's a major decision that's pending at the high court. We're probably going to hear about this tomorrow, see what the high court justices have to say about the return to Mexico program that Joe Biden got rid of or tried to get rid of. Texas, Missouri, other states fought mightily to keep that in place. If he was truly trying to do everything possible to stop human smugglers, his words, stop traffickers from taking advantage of all these people seeking to enter the United States. President Biden and his minions, useless, absolutely useless minions, especially the chief over at Department of Homeland Security, and they would be working with the countries of origin, for example... You go back to Mexico, you go back to Guatemala, you go back to Honduras. What are some of the other countries where we saw some of these dead people in that truck? It was Guatemala, it was Honduras, it was Mexico. You want to seek asylum in the United States? Hey, we got State Department resources and assets on, on the ground. They want to seek asylum because they're being persecuted for religious reasons, because you know criminals are after them to kill them for political reasons. If, if you meet the criteria to come to our country as an asylee, someone seeking asylum, you can do so 
at a State Department facility in your country. After all, we have embassies and we have consulates all over the place, all over Central America, all over South America. Work with them. And discourage illegal immigration. Discourage these caravans from coming up here, trying to cross the border illegally, but they know they can come here and they can stay because it's, again, back to the people taking advantage of all these, quote-unquote, migrants, these traffickers taking advantage of these people. They're lying to them. Cross the border illegally. You'll be able to stay. Pay us a few thousand dollars more. We'll put you in a tractor-trader rig, get you beyond the inspection points and into the big cities. And that's what happened with those 50 people. At least 50 people dead. As a result, like many politicians, Joel Biden just lying and media sopping it up and regurgitating everywhere all these headlines. By the way, update to all the death up in central Texas, San Antonio, that tractor trailer. It seems to link back in some fashion. It links back to us. It's the San Antonio Express News that had the write-up on this. They're quoting a... Felipe Benton Court Jr. And he says that his Rio Grande Valley, that'd be me, Rio Grande Valley based trucking company um, didn't have anything to do with this semi that was found abandoned with all these dead people inside. Again, San Antonio Express News has a full write up on this, and this is just uh, breaking today. He said, Mr. Benton Court says, someone painted a big rig to look like the one that they own. And he said that they copied the color, uh, they copied federal and state ID numbers, and said that his company, his harvesting trucking company, and refrigerator trailer, uh, the one that he owns, he says it's in his yard here in the RGV in a little city called Alamo, Texas. Anyway, just a follow-up to that. Suffolk University, Boston Globe, with a new poll. 69%. Yeah, it was 69% um, say that Biden should not run for president again in 2024. 22% said that Mr. Biden should seek a second term (laughs) in office. My goodness. It's kind of scary to think how many millions of people are so willfully blind or really not paying attention to the mess that this guy has created on the border, number one, where we live, and in the pocketbooks for everybody else with a stupid energy policy that restricts our nation from providing our own fuel to our people, America first, and lower the price of gasoline. It's just amazing. 69% saying that Biden should not be running for president again. And 2024. Let me see if I can parse the numbers a little bit more. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Suffolk University, Boston Gold Poll. Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. President Joe Biden's approval rating, 39% among likely midterm voters. Let's see. And they parsed it down through some other states, showing disapproval that's pretty high in some other states. Uh, 47% saying that... Um, America's on the wrong track. Uh, and they, again, they break this down by, by states as well. Uh, this is from, uh, for example, as an example, uh, Rhode Island, they, they parse it out. A very, very heavy Democrat area. Just 13% polled uh, were registered, uh, registered Republicans in this poll. 
uh, Democrats pulled 40 percent, outnumbered Republicans by three to one margin, and an over overwhelming amount of all these Democrats saying he shouldn't be running for president again. I mean, I don't know if this guy's going to have enough brain cells, you know, between his ears to actually convince anybody to vote for him come two years from now. Uh, other news of the day, uh, stuff uh, we've been looking at, especially on the Gulf Coast. I know this might be an issue for the gang in southeast Texas, Louisiana. There's a tropical something-something that's developing in the Gulf of Mexico, although that one is just kind of an amorphous blob of tropical something. Uh, there's a separate tropical cyclone, uh, tropical cyclone number two. It's far, far away. It's uh, about 300 miles east of Trinidad, you know, north of South America, far, far away. Uh, looks like the tropics are heating up again. Uh, also, for, for us here in deep South Tech, we might see some rain as a result of this. Let's see some of the other news of the day. Oh, here's a, here's a good one. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, showcasing some highly misleading numbers. Uh, as far as what the risk of COVID-19 is to little ones, to kids. And we know that CDC advisors voted to recommend vaccines for kids under the age of five. There was a full write-up on this. The CDC featuring some data on death rates for kids. Some of the data from the National Center for Health Statistics tabulating COVID-19 deaths that included any death certificate on which had a COVID-19 mention on it, not just cases where COVID was the primary reason for death. Again, they're pulling this trick again. If it, if it says COVID anywhere on that death certificate, it counted as a COVID death. Not, not the primary reason. It's just if it contributed, boom, there it is. It, you got to count it as a, as a COVID death. Data compiled includes deaths where the virus was the underlying cause. COVID-19 does not rank as a leading cause of death in young kids. We know that, and yet they, they still plow forward. The, the fact that they plow forward and making this recommendation for kids to get the prick, to get the COVID vaccine, with all this bogus data, that's, they're throwing all sorts of criticism at it right now. Again, just another example why people don't, unfortunately... They asked for it over at CDC, NIH, all these health professionals. You lie to the American people, and you'll never get their trust back. And more, more questionable data on kids and vaccines is out there somewhere, again, just eroding the confidence that Americans have in their medical institutions. Appreciate you sticking around. It's already 19 minutes after the hour. This is The Dana Show, Tuesday edition, hour two of the program, if you want to say hi. Uh, say hello via Twitter, at Sergio Talk. Stick around for conversations you need to hear, information, including from the border. I got a friend from Border Patrol reacting to the 50 deaths so far up in Central Texas, San Antonio, from that tractor trailer. So stick around for that conversation on The Dana Show. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Johnny Depp's back in the news, and uh, they say he might be talking with Disney to return as Captain Jack Sparrow. A full write-up in the New York Post, I'm saying Johnny Depp and Disney, they're talking about a deal worth maybe 
300 million bucks. Cha-ching, cha-ching, the man. They better, they better hurry up and film that thing before Johnny gets himself in trouble again. And then his popularity is going to wane. Amazon is set to have two prime shopping events this year. The first one coming up soon. It's going to be July 12th, 13th. It's the summer one, Prime Day. They say they're going to have one before Christmas, a prime fall deal over at Amazon. And Roku, uh, that free uh, internet channel, Roku adding eight NBC News channels to its uh, free streaming platform. Uh, the markets, L.A., Chicago, Philly, Dallas, Fort Worth, Washington, D.C., among the uh, free channels they're providing on Roku. Uh, stick around for a status report on the number of illegal alien crossings at the southwest border. The, the Biden magnet, come my conversation with a Border Patrol friend, this is The Dana Show from her Southern Command in South Texas. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail, it's The Dana Show. We're working with uh, centers like Planned Parenthood, so we are uh, restoring funding for Title X, uh, Family Planning Services. We are working with uh, uh, supporters on the ground to make sure that we are providing services to women where we can. Uh, we are looking into everything, including assisting in transportation, something that HHS doesn't typically do. Can you do that legally? Uh, talk to me later. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, of course, he just asked boss to take executive pen and, and put it out there and then uh, force everybody else to take it to court. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez and for my friend Dana Lash. And Dana should be back with us tomorrow. On the program, if you want to say hi, uh, meantime, you can go to Twitter, say, at Sergio Talk. It's at Sergio Talk, and uh, we can uh, go back and forth. Yeah, that's Javier Becerra and how they're considering providing you know, your taxpayer money to help fund transportation costs out of states that are pro-life, let's, let's say Texas and all the neighboring states, mostly neighboring states for Texas, to places like um, abortion sanctuary states like Colorado and, and California. And I saw this note related to this whole abortion thing. Some clinics, some, they're shutting down abortion clinics, abortion mills, baby-killing places. You know, some are closing their doors. They've begun shutting down uh, after Roe v. Wade. Which, for me, begged the question, man, I forgot the figure, but man, it was really low. The claim from Planned Parenthood. What was it, gang? What was it that Planned Parenthood said? Uh, they said, oh, we provide other medical services. We provide other prenatal services. That, 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 that. Abortion only represents, and it was like in the low single digits. Man, I think it was like, uh, I don't know, I'm just throwing a number out there. Cause I, I remember how impressed I was when Planned Parenthood made that claim. Uh, it was like 5% or less, I think. Maybe even less than that. Maybe like 2%. I don't know. It was super low when, uh, when I read that ooh, years ago, Planned Parenthood saying, abortions, yeah, they're not our primary focus. <laughs> Liars. They say abortion was only like a, a low single digit, uh, representing only low single digit, the revenue that they take it at Planned Parenthood. So why, why are you shutting down? If, if 95%, more than 95% of the revenue comes from other health, women's health services, you guys should be just fine. And, you know, that big abortion mill 
up in Metro Houston, for example, a big, big Planned Parenthood place, right? You guys should be just fine if abortion is only a minute amount of your revenue. And I'm wondering, what are they losing out on? Might it be? And see, I'm just asking a question here. I'm just asking a question. Might it be that, I don't know, maybe they no longer can through medical institutions or partners or corporations or pharmaceuticals or whomever they're working with, can, is it that maybe they've lost organ or tissue sharing, selling opportunities, revenue there? Is, I'm asking a question. I'm honestly asking a question. Is that what's been lost? Is that the reason that all that revenue is now gone? As some of these places where abortion will be illegal, is illegal, and will be illegal, for example, here in Texas, it'll be illegal very soon, as we had this trigger law that kicked in like a month after Roe v. Wade was flushed down the toilet. Uh, there was another separate um, sidebar abortion story I saw related to all this, that uh, some women are now seeking abortion-inducing pills through the mail, they're, they're even seeking charities in, for example, Mexico. They get to get some of some of those pills that, that they want. A separate uh, medical note, something caught my eye. Uh, this note from Canada. Tens of thousands of people involved in this study related to mm, the devil's lettuce. Recreational marijuana. They say, a new study suggesting recreational marijuana is associated with a higher number of emergency room visits and eventual hospitalizations for all reasons. Now, most of the reasons, it seems, well, a good chunk of the reasons that people who smoke marijuana, recreational marijuana, the reason they wind up at the emergency room or wind up in the hospital it has something to do with physical injury. Maybe they're just so out of it, they they trip over the sofa or maybe they fall down the stairs. It's a physical injury that sends them to the hospital. The second reason is respiratory. That's the second reason. Again, 30,000 Canadian residents participating in that study. That's a pretty good, pretty good study. Well, back to the immigration issue at hand since, tragically, Central Texas San Antonio is, is the focal point today. Fifty people dead and there might be more. Other people in the in the ICU, people, human beings, duped by cartels, duped by traffickers, duped by this administration, the Biden administration, to think that we have an open border administration, open border policy, they can come in here and stay if they cross illegally. Don't expect any town hall. I was thinking, don't expect any one-hour news special from you know whichever network provides news for you, top and bottom of the hour at this news talk radio station you're listening to right now. What else? Oh, yeah, bipartisan legislation to curb individual rights and throw a chunk of money at the problem. Yeah, don't, don't expect anything like that. It's the perpetual problem that is illegal immigration. I had a conversation with a dear friend of mine, Chris Cabrera. He's a frontline border patrol here on the southwest border. He's also a member of the Border Patrol Union. Go ahead, Val. Chris Cabrera from Border Patrol. When you see the heartbreaking story out of San Antonio, 50-plus people likely dead as a result of being abandoned in that tractor-trailer, all these illegal immigrants dead, and other people at the hospital, 
you and your compadres over at Border Patrol, who do you blame for this? You know, I, I think this is a, a direct result uh, on, on the administration and, and the Secretary of, of Homeland Security, you know. They're the ones that are encouraging this. They're the ones that are keeping this thing going. And I, I think had it been any other administration, people would be pointing the finger at the top, and, and rightfully so. I mean, that's it's it's a direct result of these, these lax immigration policies and, and the refusal to um, secure the border and, and enforce the law. This is a, is a pull factor. You know, the United States is... is beckoning people to come in uh, through any means necessary, no matter what the risks are. And, you know, we see it on a small scale every day with with, uh, people not making it, people uh, falling by the wayside in the brush, and now we see it on this grand scale of of 50 people, and that's just terrible. It's it's horrendous. But but how many is is enough for these people? I mean, how many uh, of these, these open border advocates, what's their magic number? How many how many dead people, how many young kids, how many women, how many children is enough for them before they realize that it's our, our pull factor which is causing this and, and it's a loss of life. I, I, don't, I don't understand how come they can't get that through their heads is, is their policies and their so-called mask sympathy for these folks, which is, is not genuine, is, is causing these deaths. It's the cartels who lie to these people and send them down those dangerous routes. It's the cartels themselves to take how many thousands of dollars per head, potentially, before they put them into a, a big tractor trader like that, Chris? Yeah, I mean, depending on their where they're from, uh, between seven to ten, maybe upwards of twenty-five to 30000 okay, You know, and people are going to do it because there's some uh, hope of some reward at the end of the tunnel for them. And and these 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 leftists are they're they're lying to themselves. They're lying to everybody else. And when something like this happens, they 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 do the ostrich, put their head in the sand, and try and point the finger elsewhere. And and people need to wake up. And and these are humans that this happened to. Is human beings right in our backyard? Um, they they need to figure it out and 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 get something done. Or or there's going to be more. Undoubtedly, there will be more. Border Patrol agent Chris Cabrera. From South Texas, he's also with the National Union for Border Patrol. Congressman Henry Cuellar, he chimed in almost immediately. And they found the point of origin, or at least where it crossed, the Border Patrol checkpoint where it crossed. They were able to find that real, real quick. That's all due to camera technology right there at the, at the checking point. Right, they, they even have some individuals in custody already. Hopefully these coyotes, these smugglers, are all brought to justice quick. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I don't know which checkpoint it came through. Um, but that's it, just, I mean, it's just a terrible thing. And, and how many more is it going to happen? And how many more are trapped in trailers right now as we speak? And hopefully they don't, uh, you know, endure the same fate. They'll, they'll, you know, somebody won't leave them alone. But I mean, people are, are, are put in trailers every single day and smuggled through because this problem is just too big. And, and we're, we're overtaxed with, with what we have, with the catch and release going on that, you know, how many more? How, how many more are we going to see like this until somebody wakes up and says that the, the way we're doing things is not the answer? This headline from San Antonio with 50 dead people, illegal immigrants in, the, in a trailer. This came just a couple of days after uh, another regular story, part of the regular cadence on the border, is stash houses. They, they had a story on a stash house where they found people that were hungry and thirsty and needed medical attention in a, in a San Antonio area stash house. Staging areas, these stash houses, that problem has been increasing exponentially for a while now, hasn't it? 
Yeah, you know, South Texas, Central Texas, even up towards Houston. Houston is a major hub as well as San Antonio. You would think, uh, you know, San Antonio is obviously, it's a crossroad because you have 35 going north through the country and you have 10 going east-west. So obviously that's a, it's a big area going through and obviously Houston is a, has a big problem as well. And um, But I, I think it's, it's touching every every state in the, in the country now. What does it say to you of the desperation of why they're coming? Well, you know, the conditions where they're coming from, some of them... Uh, are, are some places are, are just just horrible conditions and some obviously are you know obviously not as good as the united states but not bad compared to other countries you know because we're seeing them from all over the world not just the uh honduras guatemala el salvador we're seeing them from everywhere uh cuba venezuela uh places in europe um asia you you name it so some are really bad some are you know not as bad um but people are coming because they realize that there's something being given for free over here and they're going to take advantage of it while they can. Obviously it's talked up a little bit more than it actually is, but people are going to take advantage of it while it's there. Chris Cabrera is with the border patrol union. He's also front lines every day working here on the border and trying to curb illegal immigration. Tell me about the daily numbers and what you're processing here in the region, also nationwide. Well, I know. Yes, yeah, well, the la- this last week we're we're seeing between uh, seven hundred and thousand daily. So uh, it, it's pretty busy. Some days we'll we'll crest over that, and some days just under as well. In your um, region, seven hundred to a thousand in deep South Texas, right? Yes. Okay. Grand so Valley. nationwide, are um, we still starting, do we still have a big problem in in Arizona? Yeah, we have a broad, big problem uh, nationwide. Obviously, Del Rio has has uh, Eagle Pass area has seen groups of of four hundred just in one group so they're seeing a, a big jump and i think daily it's between us and, and, and eagle pass area who has the, the higher amount but where we have the infrastructure here more so than they do so even if we have more than them it's it they're, they're still taking a bigger hit than we are nationwide what would you peg the number at on a daily basis illegal immigrant crossings uh, you know i would have to say somewhere around five six thousand i mean that'd be just a guess but um, and so obviously some days it's going to be more, but it's, uh, you know, the Texas area, Yuma, uh, out there in Arizona is, is, is really, really hot. I know they were saying that last month, just the apprehensions in, in the state of Texas, um, exceeded the population of, of Waco. So, which obviously is bigger than McAllen. Um, so that, that's what we're looking at. Just the, the population of McAllen would have been exceeded in one month just by Texas apprehensions. Chris Cabrera joining us from the Border Patrol Union. And a few weeks back, before we found out what was going to happen with Title 42, the COVID policy, which stayed in place, thankfully, because of court fights, we were talking about maybe 15,000, 17,000 daily, and there were some caravans that were developing south of us. All that stuff disappeared as a result of Title 42 not going away for now. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure the caravans are still there. Uh, probably dispersed a little bit um, and, and spread out. Uh, along the border we we have seen a little spike in numbers but not like we would get it once they cancel 42 so you know hopefully they come up with some real solution as opposed to just uh pulling the rug out from under us like they had planned so the way this administration seems to be working is uh they're gonna take away the the stop gap but not put anything in it in its place to to prevent the flow so i mean that's what they did with um, remain in Mexico. They just pulled the plan out from under our feet and didn't give us anything else. Chris, thank you. Be safe on the front lines. 
Chris Cabrera is our local Border Patrol union representative. He's on the front lines every single day working the night shift trying to secure the border. Big thank you to all the gang on the front lines. Border Patrol all across the southwest border. Inland as well. we got plenty of folks living in big cities as well. Hey, I appreciate you. And I know, I suspect that millions of Americans do appreciate you. And I know how frustrated you guys are in not being able to do your job. Patrol the border, arrest, illegal entry, and return to point of entry with your friends over at Immigration Customs Enforcement. Get them returned. Someday, maybe someday. Hey, we saw the end of Roe v. Wade. Maybe, even if, even if it needs to be a court edict, maybe someday we'll finally get some border law enforcement here in this country. This is the Dana Show. Hour two of the program. Appreciate you sticking around. Stick around for uh, Florida Man, latest Florida Man headlines. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk via Twitter. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Let's see what we find from Miami, Dade County. South Florida man robbing another guy at gunpoint at a Wendy's. Uh, the armed robbery reported late last week. Let's see. The victim was getting out of the car and was approached by a John Earl Taylor, 34-year-old guy, John Earl Taylor, who asked the victim if he could buy him some chicken nuggets. Police say that the victim told Taylor, hey, I only got enough money for me. I'm going inside to buy my stuff. He did, but when he came out, Mr. John Earl Taylor was pointing a gun right at him. He said, hey, you give me your gold chain, give me your car keys. Can you imagine what was going through the mind of the victim? Yeah, I'd like to go back to the original offer, please. I'll, I'll supersize you. Get your frosty, get your baked potato. What else do they have there? Chili as well, right? Uh, the guy was arrested. He, he was taken into custody after he took off with the, the car and the, and the gold chain. From South Texas, I'm Sergio Sanchez. This is The Dana Show. What's next, as Clarence Thomas is signaling, mm -hmm. they would like to get rid of contraception. Mm -hmm. Do you understand, sir? No, because you don't that's have crazy. to use it. But that's crazy. They don't well, have to use well, it. That is on the menu now. Contraception's on the menu. Gay marriage is, well, is now probably going to be overturned. We Affirmative in the action is We no were more. not in the Constitution either. Well, we were not even people in the Constitution. He is saying nothing is pressing anymore. Well, well you wait, better hope Clarence, that they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife oh. who happens to be oh, white. My goodness. Uh, yeah. Oh. You know, Whoopi, uh, honestly, Whoopi is, and she is, as, as an actress, um, the characters that she's played through the years, man, I fell in love with Whoopi as, a, as an actress years ago, you know, color purple. Yeah, you know, it's, as an actress, she's awesome. <laughs> but my goodness, all this ignorance, fear, Peddling oh, these clowns. That's what she is. She's an entertainer. She's, in essence, a clown. Wow. wow. Just unhinged lunatics. Talk about not being a person, Whoopi. Yeah, the individual who you don't care about because it's not you. It's, you're not the one being sliced and diced and have your brain sucked out during termination, during an abortion, during murder. 
uh, lack of recognition, lack of being aware of that individual. Yeah, talk about not being human. My goodness. You know who's... By the way, welcome to Hour 3 of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting from her Southern Command and Deep South Texas. And if you'd like to say hello, it's at Sergio Talk. I'll go back and check your messages and and check your emails. Appreciate you reaching out. You know who is promoting slavery? And talk about slavery. Talk about not being a person. You know, much like the mm, undelivered child. Um, at a time when human beings, by the definition of other soulless individuals, human beings were property. They, you know who's contributing to modern-day slavery? In my opinion, Joe Biden. Going back to what I said two hours ago during the beginning of the program. Some of these illegal immigrants, if they don't have $5,000, $10,000, $25,000 to pay to the cartels, to the human traffickers, to the coyotes, to come into this country illegally and be almost guaranteed entry, passage, and an opportunity to stay in this country illegally by, I don't know, circumventing, going around Border Patrol and going inside a refrigerated 18-wheeler tractor-trailer, you know, which in this case, up in San Antonio, up in Central Texas, the AC was not working and roasted all those poor souls. Lord, the suffering, my goodness. Some of these people who don't have the cash or the family doesn't have the cash or they don't have the assets, wherever it's Central America, South America, Africa, wherever they, they came from, the farther away, the more expensive that it is, the more thousands of dollars, uh, the more of a guarantee that you want to enter this country and stay here illegally by, I don't know, hopping aboard a tractor-trader rig. You're putting your, your life in the hands of, of these coyotes, these human smugglers. If you don't have it, you work it all, right? Indentured servant. Slavery. Modern day slavery. Now, if you're too ugly for anybody to have sex with you, then you'll work it off at a food processing facility or a bar or a restaurant or some other business Shady business is breaking the law and using these modern-day slaves to pay off their debt because they get a cut of the action and they pay the cartels or the smugglers a portion of this human trafficking fee. Now, Joe Biden, with his magnet, with his lax enforcement, with no enforcement at the border, by smoke signaling, no, forget smoke, actually broadcasting, to the world, to Central America, South America. You guys come over here. No more deportations. I'm president now. No more deportations, he said. Cutting the assets, resources of ICE, forcing Border Patrol to become a bunch of babysitters, process people, coming to the country illegally, getting rid of return to Mexico, that program I told you about before that's being fought in the courts that we likely will hear something from the high court tomorrow and return to Mexico. You come into this country crossing the border illegally. You try to enter it and seek asylum. You got to go back to Mexico. You got to go back to Mexico. Yeah, he got rid of that immediately. Just did a 180 on all these policies to discourage this way illegal immigration. No, Joe Biden comes in there and, of course, today is out there saying, oh, what a tragedy and how horrific it is. He's doing everything possible. Liar. He's doing everything possible to encourage more illegal immigration and modern-day slavery. People indebting themselves 
several lifetimes. They'll, some of these people will never be able to pay this off because they'll be paid pennies on the dollar working somewhere out there in the shadows as modern-day slaves. My goodness. Let's see what else got. Oh, comments from Central Texas, San Antonio Mayor Ron Nirenberg. It's his city again that has another 18-wheeler full of dead people, illegal immigrants. A tragedy beyond explanation, says the mayor. Ron Nirenberg up in San Antonio. He's seen this before. Uh, he's pointing the finger of blame back at Congress. It is appropriate, Mayor, absolutely. You've got to point to Congress. Because through several administrations and several leaderships, R&D, 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 and it's the D that mostly likes to open up border policy and look the other way to the crime of illegal entry and, and, and not force, enforce border law, immigration law. Blaming Congress for the gridlock when it comes to immigration issues, reforming asylum laws. I can just hear him on this one. Uh, Ron Nuremberg up in San Antonio said that it's sad because uh, communities like San Antonio, uh, they depend on immigrants, workers, to do jobs in the area. That's one of those issues that branches off is a guest worker program. The problem for many, many years up in D.C. is that uh, in the negotiating and the haggling for legislation, it always has to be some comprehensive immigration reform package. The number one problem right now, the magnet, the draw, is the opportunity to cross the border illegally, claim asylum, and stay. That's the big magnet right now because Joe Biden ain't going to do a damn thing about it. And they know it, and the cartels know it, and they're cashing in and charging thousands of dollars, maybe creating new slaves for some businesses, you know, north of where I'm at. I'm on the border in Texas, Mexico, way up there. You guys up in Chicago, New York, Boston, all these other markets, you guys are getting a bunch of slaves, people indebted to criminal organizations and gangs that are in the business of trafficking human beings. This whole guest worker idea... It, they insist yes, we have we have to put a guest worker program. We got to do something about the dreamers, the the children of these illegal immigrants. They didn't know they they didn't know any better. They're the victims here. We got to do all that. We got to repatriate soldiers who served our country. Ain't that amazing? American soldiers who were residents. They screwed up. They did a DWI because of PTSD when they came back from Iraq or whatever, and they got themselves booted from the country. They didn't naturalize themselves before serving our country. All these ancillary issues had to be fixed in one big fat package, including, oh, oh by the way, no wall. No wall. Uh-uh. You can't have any wall. But we'll buy some, some more cameras and some more drones and provide some more vehicles and some more technology. You know, that's always the, the border security thing. Uh, we don't want any more ice. No, we don't want any de deportation. It's, it's always a haggling and the negotiation. It has to be some so-called comprehensive immigration bill. Deal with the issue one by one. It's, it's common sense, man. You got a levy. You have a dam that breaks. You got a hole in the levy. In the levy. Fix the levy. Fix the hole. Plug the dam. It's at the border. It's the illegal entry problem first. This way, just discourage 
all this illegal activity. Make sure they understand, like Donald Trump trying to make sure Central America, South America, and all the world understood. China, wherever they came from, Afghanistan, wherever they came from. You come to this country, you cross the border illegally, you broke the law, you're going back, you claim asylum, you're going back to Mexico. Let's see what the high court says about this tomorrow. It has to be done piecemeal, but that's not the way Washington works. That's not the way Congress works. Mayor Nuremberg is right. Congress's fault. Absolutely Congress's fault. And and unfortunately for Mayor Nuremberg up in in San Antonio, I think he's going to see a lot more 18-wheelers with dead people. He's probably going to see a lot more rail cars. Cargo cars on, on rail full of dead people because nothing is going to change. Don't hold your breath. There won't be a bipartisan team of an additional 10, 15 Republicans sitting down with all the Democrats to figure out some comprehension, a comprehensive leftist perspective, so-called immigration reform. That's pretty much going to provide a path of citizenship for all the so-called dreamers and and provide some worker program and try to naturalize or at least normalize the status of hundreds upon hundreds of thousands by this time through several administrations, millions of illegal immigrants who have worked the system across the border illegally, claim asylum, and they're they're now residents and they they now stay in this country. That's That's the perspective from the left. It's not border security. And border security must be the focus. And part of the blame, in my opinion, if I can compliment what Ron Muirbeck says up in San Antonio, it's Congress's fault, absolutely. But you know what? It's also the American press, the ADD-prone American press, that for days now, you know, my conversation with Chris Scott, my buddy at Border Patrol, this problem hasn't gone away. This problem is daily. Thousands of people. Illegal immigrants crossing the border daily, thousands. <laughs> this hasn't gone away. We're going to probably hit like 2 million people crossing the border illegally in our country in this fiscal year. It never went away. In order to meet that quota, you need to have thousands of people cross the border illegally on a daily basis. Where's the media? Oh, they've been a little too busy talking about uh, Johnny Depp, uh, problems irrelevant to you and yours truly, mm, Ukraine, billions upon Billions of dollars for Ukraine. Imagine taking a little portion of the billions of dollars for Ukraine. Take a little portion of that and apply it on the border. Border security, border enforcement, repatriation of illegal immigrants. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but that's, that's no wonder only 26% of Americans, according to a new poll, and it was... It was a, YouGov provided the information on this. 26% of Americans trust American media, trust the news. We're so fractured. It's all over the place. It's, you got to pick a, a snippet of truth here, a morsel of truth over there. It's like you got to go to the Golden Corral buffet of news to get a little bit here, a little bit over there, and eventually get the right amount of ingredients and nutrition to try to attain a semblance of news, a healthy collection of news. 26% according to you, God. And they did a pretty good poll on this 93,000 online news consumers in dozens of markets, even world markets. In America, we've got the lowest confidence when it comes to media, 26%. And it's the lie by omission 
hiding the truth, not reporting daily truth. Yes, I know people get to. If you're tired of hearing about illegal immigration, can you imagine how sick and tired I am here on the border where it's a reality for us every single day? But we have to deal with this as a nation. And the American press needs to help the American people focus on the problem one thing at a time, not comprehensively. Fix the broken levee, fix the broken wall, fix the broken dam, fix the flood first, and then we take care of ancillary issues. All right, well, this is The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Appreciate you sticking around for hour three. I had a conversation I'm going to share with you just a little bit. Uh, Robert Cucciaro, he's a, a money manager and with this deflated market that we have right now with people selling stock everywhere. Where do you put your money? Just a little bit of conversation I want to share with you in a little bit. This is The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Dana should be back with us tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in today. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. From the Dana Show Southern Command in South Texas, I'm Sergio Sanchez. Appreciate you sticking around. And, uh, hey, stay with us for more news information you need to know. I had a conversation with a friend who was on the front lines of punditry and politics up in D.C. Put into perspective for me uh, the the waning, that's how I'm going to call it, waning uh, political force that is abortion right now for the Democrats. Yeah, they lost Roe v. Wade. But if you look at the fundraising numbers for the Democrats, it tells you everything on how they're losing steam on, you know, they were hoping that maybe the midterms, they can get some energy behind the Democrats because of abortion. No, the fundraising numbers are, are saying everything. So I'm going to share with that with you in just a little bit. And, and, and to prove this, January 6th, the, the hearings, yeah, wall-to-wall right now on the networks. They're, they're trying to, you know, foment something. They're trying to create something out of nothing. Uh, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Rapid rise in home prices, slowing just a little bit. Uh, the month of April saw a 20.4% increase in the median price of home prices nationwide. Top markets that have seen over a one-third increase in the price of homes, Tampa, Miami, Phoenix, and really good news in the fight against lupus. This one is worth repeating. California company saying that the the treatment for lupus they've developed has shown great success. You might want to look it up. It's Kazar Life Sciences. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You're in tune with The Dana Show from South Texas. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. I don't want to get too deep into it. I know people have political opinions. I know most people agree with me. I read the polls. But um, I said to Robin, and I hate to say this, but, but I said to her, I'm actually going to probably have to run for president now. And she goes, I and know. then my wife. I was trying to push him into it earlier. Now yeah. he's reluctantly stepping well, up. I just leave it there, man. Howard Stern. It, <laughs> He got a little bit of traction on this today, some publicity. He'll run for president. <laughs> that a threat? <laughs> Running for president to pack the Supreme Court in. Just, uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, sorry, we had killed a couple of your brain cells with that one. <laughs> you talk about irrelevant, Howard Stern. Thanks for joining us on, on The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. 
And for my friend Dana, Dana should be back with us tomorrow, well-rested, ready to go. Man, I don't know where Dana went. But, uh, man, I, I hope she had a lot of fun and got lots of sleep because it's time to get back to work, and she should be with us tomorrow. Uh, you want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk at Sergio Talk. We'll be talking about your money in just a little bit. Robert Cucciero, one of the money manager friends I speak to every now and then. Uh, we tossed it around. Recession, no recession, recession, no recession. Treasury Secretary had something to say about that. See, no sign. <laughs> really? Uh, and where to put your money? Uh, right now that the market is so deflated. That's that's coming up in a little bit. Uh, some of the other news that just crossed a few moments back and caught my eye. Uh, President Biden will be meeting with Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, AMLO, at the White House. That meeting will take place on July 12th. It's going to be one of those you know big, big dinners. You traveling for 4th of July? Yeah, you better hit the road. Uh, like, literally, like, drive. That's just my opinion. Um, it's a little too expensive on the, the flying side. Besides, you know what I don't trust right now? It's bad enough in when things were normal, when they'd lose your luggage. But right now, there's so many sh shortages of pilots and s staff for the airlines. And they say that some of these uh, flight control, these towers, some of these places, uh, they lack FAA employees as well. So they're finger-pointing back and forth. Uh, all I know is it's going to be it's going to be real crazy. July first, this coming Friday, July first is going to be the busiest day at all airports, and because like, on a daily basis we've been seeing a very high number of very high number of of flights canceled or delayed or bumped because of staffing shortages. No, I'm 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 not going there. But just hey, think ahead. And really, I, I just think some of the stuff is just beyond your control. I mean, you, you probably could have booked something about a month ago. You show up a day of, at the airport, and you don't have enough staff for your plane, and you get bumped several hours or even worse. I'd like to, you know, arrest, retain at least some, some control. Yeah, just pack For me, just pack up the minivan. Let's go, kids. <laughs> Let's go to Houston. Let's go somewhere else. July 1st is Friday. It's going to be the worst day so far this year, likely, for air travel. As Man, we're going to – all these airports are going to get slammed. Fourth uh, of July weekend that's coming up. Um, Monday will be Fourth of July, and as expected, because of inflation, a Texas Farm Bureau chiming in had Gary Joyner on the news earlier today, and let's see here, seventeen percent more this year for your July Fourth cookout. That's you know that's the mashed potatoes and the potato salad and the ribs and the fajitas and. And the corn, uh, what else are you doing? All the sodas. 17% more overall for the July 4th cookout. Meat, at least, at least 10%. Texas Farm Bureau pointing to, yes, energy, high gas prices, the delivery of everything over at a grocery store, all that. Just blame all the fuel costs that's bleeding into what you and I are paying. And there's no, no hope in sight for that change anytime soon. Kamala Harris was in the news uh, today. Um, seemed like, I don't know, sounded to me like she was trying to make a Democrat argument to make abortion a man's issue, a men's issue. <laughs> but I just think it's just a sign, I think, it's just a sign of desperation on the part of the Democrats. So Kamala Harris 
Well, as again, on that network, no one's watching. you got to, like, dig deep for stuff like this and present it to you to see how ridiculous it is. Kamala Harris on CNN talking to parents about their boys. And if, if they haven't thought through how Roe v. Wade now been gone, what that means for their sons. As she said, if you are a parent of, of sons, of boys, do think about what this means for the life of your son, said the vice president, and what that will mean in terms of choices he will have. I- I'm sorry. When did, when did the whole thing about killing an unborn baby, when did that become exclusively a boy issue? Or I wouldn't call it a man issue because they're not men, they're boys. Even if they're 18 and older and they're demanding that an unborn child be killed, there's still boys in their heads, between their ears. They're not men. Men will take responsibility. It's, you know, just, my goodness, as if the government right, has full, should have full and complete control over this issue, the future the life of your son and the choice that we have. It's not his choice. It was his choice not to get the girl pregnant, right? Never occurred to the vice president. I just think, and, and Kamala Harris lurching in this direction, making it a, a boy's issue, just shows how desperate they are. I, I don't think they're getting the traction. And I had a conversation with a friend who's on the front lines of, of political, uh, political punditry up, up in D.C., and she told me, hey, Serge, when RGB, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG, I'm sorry, RBG, when she passed away, the Dems, uh, because of all the fear related to Roe v. Wade and Donald Trump appointing a new justice to, to replace this leftist, secular humanist champion, this baby-killing advocate, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they raised about $30 million after she passed away, all in the name of RGB. RBG, 30 million bucks. Roe v. Wade was flushed down the toilet, 9 million bucks. Mm-hmm. Look at the fundraising money. 30 million when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. 9 million. So far, 9 million, that's it. When, in the first few hours. Because in the first few hours when she died, 30 million. First few hours after Roe v. Wade died, only 9 million. I don't think... This is providing the wins behind, the political wins behind the sales for the Democrats. And I think they're so desperate right now, and they've been saying this now for several days. Somebody decided up in the seat, we need to fire up the J6 committee meetings again like they're doing right now. And even Fox, of all, come on, people. Even Fox News. Wall-to-wall coverage on the January 6th hearings thing. They got nothing. Nothing. That's all they got. And they got their big, fat loser, Joe Biden, and the economic and border mess that he has created. All right, I got about uh, 16 minutes left in the hour. I better get to my conversation. Let me focus on your money. Recession versus no recession. We had a top leader up in D.C. recently said, hmm, I see no sign in a recession whatsoever. Oh, really? And where to put your money? in this deflated market. Here's my conversation with Robert Cucciaro. Our country unlikely to suffer an economic downturn despite inflation, sky-high inflation. Who said that? 
U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Hmm? Robert Cucciaro is a money expert from the Summit Wealth Financial. Okay, Robert, I, I want whatever she's smoking. And what's she looking at? Is it big ticket items? Retail sales? Home sales? All those numbers are real strong. Is that what she's looking at? I think that what she's trying to do is avoid a recession by saying that we're not going to have a recession. Talk it up. And I, and I understand why she wants to do that. But at this point, I don't see anything in the data that would suggest she's right. What are you looking at? What, what is, what's in the tea leaves that tells you we're either in a recession or it's coming? Look at, look at what's happening in, with home prices alone. You're starting to see, obviously, you've seen a pullback in home prices because of a rise in interest rates. Look at the stock market. Look at uh, credit card balances. Look at uh, cash savings. Americans have plowed through the savings that they built up during the pandemic. You look at uh, car payment defaults are on the rise. Even mortgage delinquency payments are on the rise. So there's so much in the data, not to mention the fact that some of the um, manufacturing stuff is starting to slow down. And the o- really the only positive sign at this point for the economy is the labor market. Um, and, you know, the labor market tends to be a lagging indicator. I was going to say, uh, you're mentioning defaults on, on various types of debt, which makes sense. You can't, you know, pay your bills. Uh, you're, I guess you're spending all your money in gasoline these days. I don't know you can't pay your bills. But... Go get an extra job, man. We got 11 plus million job openings across the country. Just go get an extra job. Go pay your bills. Seems simple to me. And you could be right. And this could be a scenario where enough people do decide who had, by the way, retired during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. that do decide to go back to work. And by the way, if enough people go back to work, that will actually bring down labor costs. And labor costs are a big part of inflation. If you think about the input costs of everything that you buy, Fuel cost and labor costs are the two biggest input costs for most things that you're spending money on. So, you know, maybe we can fix this fuel problem and maybe enough people will go back to work that, oh, no. you know, uh, yeah. they'll bring down labor costs. But I, I don't I don't see it happening anytime soon. Robert Cucciaro from Summit Wealth. As a certified financial planner, people that are invested in the market, how nervous are they? What are they telling you these days since we've lost all this value in the market? What's been interesting about this, as opposed to the last two market meltdowns, is it hasn't been a crash. It's been an orderly decline. And as a result, there's been some degree of complacency. You know, we had just fear and capitulation in March of 2020 and then, uh, you know, September, October of 2008. So at this point, you know, the fear really isn't there as we've seen it in the past. But that could change on a dime. And second quarter statements are going to come out. June was one of the worst months for the stock market uh, since, well, it's the worst month since March of 2020. And so, you know, we could see uh, a sell-off in July just when investors realize just how bad it is. If you could feed the economy a magic pill or maybe move an obstacle, what would you do to release the power of the American economy right now if you could get a barrel of oil back down to sixty dollars, uh, I think that this whole thing would be resolved, and the economy would actually be in good shape. But you know, the price of fuel impacts the price of everything. Yeah, and that's the one thing. And uh, I just yeah. don't know how quickly that they can change that. 
Well, ask Joe Biden. We could get our own energy. But no, that's not going to happen anytime soon. So, yeah, we're stuck. Okay. What are you telling people to invest in these days, Robert, since, you know, the market's a big fat bear right now? You know, I've been saying for the last couple of years, as people were overextending themselves because interest rates were low, they were buying houses that they couldn't afford, they were buying cars that they couldn't afford. You know, financial planning is less about which stock to pick and more about having someone in your life that says, yes, that's a good idea, and no, that's a bad idea. That's really what a financial planner's job is. I think there's too many people that you know are in this country right now that never had their parents say, no, we can't afford that. And sometimes that's the job of a certified financial planner, is to say that house that you're thinking about buying because interest rates are low and you're gonna take on a bunch of debt to do it, no, you can't afford that. I would focus there more than I would on trying to figure out which stocks to pick at this point. Yeah, forget stocks and forget Bitcoin too. I mean, I'd be taking all my Bitcoin stuff and buying silver coins. I'd be buying collectibles. I'd be buying land, and I'd be buying pork bellies. I'd be in the futures market. Pork bellies. Have you seen the price of bacon lately? It's crazy. Commodities are the only thing that have actually been a positive this year, and uh, you know, unfortunately, our economy has some uh, eerie reminiscence to the '70s where commodities were really the only game in town. Commodities are a difficult thing to invest in, though. And so, again, <laughs> I'd go back to you probably need a professional to help you with that. Oh, man. All I know is that when I'm depressed, I love food. And the foods I love the most, bacon. And I, I know there's got to be millions and millions of more Americans just like me love bacon. We're going to buy a lot of bacon no matter how expensive it is. Robert, thank you for your time. You be safe, brother. From Summit Wealth, Robert Cucciaro. Hey, stick around. This is The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana. She should be back with us tomorrow, Lord willing. And I got information on a new turkey shoot video game that will help your friend and mine, Kyle Rittenhouse. Remember him? I'll share information on that next on The Dana Show. You want to say hi online? you got to use Twitter at Sergio Talk. This is The Dana Show from South Texas. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Dana should be back with us tomorrow. I'm Sergio Sanchez. As always, it's an honor to get the call and have some fun on here with you and just look at the day's news. Uh, You want to say hi online. I'm using the Twitter thing a bit more. It's at Sergio Talk. You can say hello there. So looking forward to hearing Dana back uh, here at the program. Uh, some breaking news from this afternoon. Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, it's, um, she's, get, she's, going to jail, she's going to jail for, for 20 years. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's sidekick, uh, Miss Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, she's been convicted 20 years in federal prison for recruiting, grooming the teenage girls that he sexually abused. That's some of the news from this afternoon. Uh, this note from Ford. Ford Motor Company, they say they they will not allow customers who lease three of their electric vehicles, the the electric Mustang, the truck, and and the van, they will not allow these individuals to purchase the vehicles after the lease. If they actually buy the vehicles, they will restrict the vehicle from being resold for a year. Man, that makes, does that make you want to purchase a a Ford Mustang electric? Man, you talk about being completely unattractive as far as an asset trade. And online, Kyle Rittenhouse is in the news again. He's got a new video game. 
Kyle Rittenhouse releasing a video game all in an effort to raise some money in the continuing continuing fight, def, defamation lawsuits against some media. It's the Kyle Rittenhouse Turkey Shoot. Give him some, some support, support and only set you back about 10 bucks. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Looking forward to hearing Dana tomorrow on the show. Much of the media does not cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York with The Byron York Show, and in my latest episodes, I talk about how illegal border crossings are becoming a huge political problem, historic numbers. As this Biden versus Texas lawsuit heats up, you may not even know about that. How Biden's age is becoming a serious concern among Democrats who are now talking about it in the open. Don't forget to download and subscribe to my daily No Chit Chat podcast. I don't talk about every single issue, just the ones you most need to know. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.